Welcome, my name is Rachel Miller, and this is The Haunted Miss South Show, formerly known as The Haunted Midwest Show. On this podcast, we discuss the paranormal as well as the historical aspects of some of the most haunted places in the southern and midwestern regions. Hello everyone, and happy June! We finally made it into the summer. Uh, it's personally my favorite time of the year. I know a lot of people don't really care for it, but I've always been a summer person. Um, we are sitting down with Christy from OKPRI. If you guys remember, we had a preview, uh, we previously sat down with them back in 2020, I believe, to go over some of their most exciting cases. Thanks for joining us again. Um, it's been a crazy two years. It has. The uh, pandemic was just crazy. It really was. It was. Um, so, all right. Well, um, let's just jump right into it. Also, another reason I wanted to interview, interview you, Christy, was uh, people have noticed on my website there's only part one of the uh, the interview that we did about two years ago, and that's because this part, the second part got corrupted, unfortunately. I don't know how that happened but it decided just to not work. So um, this will be just kind of a new, fresh, uh, better interview and a full interview than uh, the old one. So okay. uh, with that, just an explanation of why there's only one part on the website. Um, all right, so tell me, what has OKPR been, uh, excuse me, OKPRI been up to since the last time we spoke? Well, we're still in actively investigating um the pandemic did slow things down quite a bit uh just because uh you know covid was around and we were taking precautions and everybody else was taking precautions but uh slowly as as vaccines started coming out and people were learning a little bit more about covid uh you know started to pick back up a little bit again but we are actively investigating um still we never quit um but still doing what we have always to do and have the passion to do so um yeah in fact we have a case that we're getting ready to do here in the next week or two um and then it's a residential and then we're also planning on doing a a a big one of a haunted theater coming up and then you know you just never know where we're where we're going to be or what we're going to be doing (laughs) now chrissy can you uh for those who have just started tuning in and haven't seen the previous um, interview, can you tell a little brief history about your group and what you do? Yeah, we, um, <clears throat> excuse me, we have been around um, since a little bit before 2000. We didn't become an official group until uh, June of 2020. I'm sorry, let me try that again. June of, of uh, 2000. So, um, we basically uh all we come from different you know walks of life and uh all kind of got started because of our own different reasons and uh uh, basically what we wanted to do is we want to uh help people and our our whole reasons for doing it is just uh to learn a little bit about the paranormal uh some of us have had experiences well the majority of us I, I would say over the course of the time that we've been doing it have had some sort of um you know experience that has either made us scratch our head and say hmm or that's interesting or i'm definitely a believer uh i've had 
I've been doing it the longest out of the group. In fact, that's one of the reasons why I actually started the group was because of my experiences as a child. Uh, I grew up with gifts, I guess you could say it, um, where I see them and I hear them and I'm able to communicate with them. So kind of a weirdo. And I don't really like the term psychic just because there's so much um, bad things associated with it and attached to it. So, uh, but I, I am able to connect with them and uh, see them and talk to them. So, um, and I just know things and I know things about people and different things. So, but anyway, I've, I've been seeing them since I was a little girl. So I, um, I kind of, I guess you could say in my early 20s, I was raised very religiously. Let me back up a little bit. I was raised very religiously, so I was taught against anything paranormal. I was taught that it was taboo, that you just, um, you know, you didn't think about such things. In fact, when I had talked to my mother and I had talked to my pastor about uh, these things that I was seeing, I was told that it was basically all of the devil and that I was going to, uh, you know, burn in hell if I uh, thought about these things and if I had pursued these things. And so I was basically scared out of my mind and I, you know, um, I, I didn't want to have anything to do with it because, you know, according to them, it was just all Satan's tricks and uh, it was it was just a bad thing to do. So um it, it, I kind of put it in the back of my mind, but it still didn't stop the fact that I was still hearing things and I was still seeing things. And so for me as a child, it was very scary. And, um, you know, it, it just put a lot of fear in my mind. So as I got up into my 20s, um, I had a friend of mine that I worked with and he was like, hey, he's like, um, you know, I have an interest in the paranormal too. We got, we got to talking, uh, we happened to work for Oklahoma County Sheriff's department and, um, just got to chit chatting one day and the paranormal topic came up and, um, he was letting me know that he was also interested in it. And one day, and I was telling him, you know, that I had these abilities to see things. And so, you know, it kind of scared me and. Then one day, you know, he's like, well, hey, he's like, you know, I've been reading up a lot uh, from these websites about how that you can actually go ghost hunting. And he's like, I really thought about going out to a cemetery. He's like, in fact, I have a couple of times on my own. And uh, he's like, I've really thought about going out again. And he's like, would you like to come along? He had a little crush on me. And I'm like, are you out of your mind? I'm like, you must be crazy you know and he's like no i'm serious you know he's like you can get like a little audio recorder and a, a camera and you can go out there and take pictures and and recordings and capture your own evidence and and so i'm like well i have to think on that one you know because i knew that i could see them and i knew that i could hear them and talk to them and where he might be um you know as where he couldn't i could and so i'm thinking of just the opposite you know <laughs> like you can't but I can so <laughs> um, and so anyway long story short he talked me into going with him one evening and I remember driving down this old country road because um, it was in Pottawatomie County out where we lived at the time and uh, it was like some sort of rendition out of Scooby-Doo and um, down this long dirt road and these 
these ominous looking trees were hanging low over the road, you know, um, as if to say, turn back, turn back, <laughs> you know. And so we, we got up to the, the cemetery or whatever. And, you know, I'm, I'm, my, my heart is, is beating loudly, like it's going to come out of my chest. And I'm scared out of my mind thinking, what are you doing, Christy? What are you doing? Um, you know, we got into the cemetery and back then, you know, over 20 years ago, all I had was, you know, before you could afford digital cameras because they were really ex pretty expensive back then, uh, we had the 35 millimeter throwaway cameras. And so we had them and I had a little box cassette recorder with the omnidirectional mic. And that was kind of basic and like a little cheap handheld uh, EMF meter. Uh, and we went into the cemetery, you know, the cemetery. And I think we, we did a couple of cemeteries that night in rural Pot County. And uh, I remember in the back of my mind just thinking, oh, Lord, you know, there's a hand that's going to come up from the grave and just pull me under. Uh, so, but I, I faced my fears that night. And I, I remember going into the cemetery and, and walking around. But did I see them? I did. I did see them. Um, and they saw me. And... Uh, it was, it was, uh, I will say, very eye-opening to the sense, especially when I, we had some experiences, and one of those where, um, not only in, in addition to me seeing some, but uh, one particular time we were getting ready to, to leave, and we were like, okay, announcing on audio, if, if there's anything that anybody would like to say before we leave, now's the time to say it, because we're getting ready to go. And just a few seconds after we said that, uh, he and I heard footsteps behind us in the cemetery. And this was like early in the early in the fall, so the leaves were kind of crunchy, and we heard footsteps crunching in the leaves behind us. And we turned around and, and shined the flashlight behind us, and there was nobody there. And I was like, whoop, it's time to go. You know, and uh, so we got in the car, and I remember being so very excited over that experience. And I, I just stayed up, and I listened to the two hours of audio that we had from that cemetery that evening. And on the audio, right after, uh, you know, he had said that, there was a woman's voice who had come in, and it wasn't my voice, but it was a woman's voice that had come in, and she said, "Hi, I'm Samantha." just clear as a bell and that was the very first evp uh which stands for electronic voice phenomenon or aka voices of the dead that was the very first evp that i had ever collected and i was so very excited about that and then back then of course with 35 millimeter film you had to take it and go have it developed so i really wanted to see what was on my my film so I had it, I went to Walmart and I had it developed the next day. And some of the images that we had captured were just phenomenal. And now granted, you don't always have that happen when you <laughs> go on an investigation. So call it beginner's luck or whatever you want to call it. But we had some great images captured from the cemetery. Um, and it just blew my mind and it really, sparked my interest. I thought, wow, there's something to this ghost hunting, this paranormal investigating, um, you know, and I really want to learn more. And so 
my friend and I decided to go ahead and go out a few more times after that and ghost hunt. And did we have, you know, as much luck? Not every time we didn't, you know, sometimes we did not every time we, you know, we didn't. Uh, but, um, uh, Shortly after that, I decided I decided to start my own paranormal team, and thus OKPRI was born. I interviewed people and wanted to know, you know, why they wanted to do this, and um, you know what their passion was. And I really wanted to help people, but I wanted people who wanted to learn alongside with me. Uh, and here we are, you know, um, 22, 23 years later. Um, doing what we we do best and we we reach out to help people because there are a lot of people who contact us because they have uh hauntings going on and either one they can't get anyone to come in and help them like their local church because they're not believed uh or two um you know people think they're crazy or um you know they they don't know how to deal with these spirits um, and, and they're scared out of their mind. So what's gone from like uh, an interest and a passion has kind of developed into being able to help people and to explain things, to calm some fears and just to help while at the same time researching and gaining knowledge into the paranormal field as we go along. So um, it's been a journey. It really has been a journey and we've been collecting that evidence and posting it on our website as we go along. Uh, while respecting clients' confidentiality, of course, as well. So, and we are the oldest team in Oklahoma, by the way. Um, kind of going back to what you were talking about, um, you know, kind of taught. So you would call yourself instead of, uh, you know, a psychic, because I agree that name kind of, you know, can get a bad taste in people's mouths. So you you call yourself more of as a, as a, an empath, correct? Or would, would you just say? I do have I do have empathic abilities where I can feel things, but I I, I just kind of like to, to say that I know things. Um, I don't really know what the intuitive I guess you could say, just know things. But um, people would call me a psychic, but again, I don't like that term. But I just know things, I guess you could say, intuitive. So however you want to say it, but <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. More, more intuitive to things. Um, I consider myself an empath just because I don't physically see things. That's actually more of what my fiance can do. I am more of the emotions of things. And I've talked about this briefly on, on one of my other po uh, episodes is kind of like you in the sense of feeling things, but you actually see things. And I'm more of like, I can walk into a room and just feel super sad, super happy. And uh, there's been times I've gone on investigations and I have felt um, loneliness um but i don't see anything if that makes sense i can just feel it yeah that would be empathic i can do that as well um so you could pick up on their emotions and spirits will do that to you so there are it's it's being clairvoyant there's clairaudient there's clairsensitive um so that's where you can see them you can hear them um you know, you can you can um, pick up on on their emotions. There's there's different um, different gifts, and some people may only have one gift. They may have two gifts, three gifts. You know, they can have several of the gifts. So, um, I am one of those ones that has 
many of those gifts and I'm, I'm not trying to brag by any means. Um, it was just something that kind of ran in my family. My dad was Native American. Um, he was like three quarter, between a half and three quarter Cherokee Choctaw. And it ran very strongly on uh, his side. And so um, my grandmother and great grandmother were very um, strong in the gifts. And so, and it seems to be very prevalent in the females on my, my dad's side. And um, I don't know, I didn't ask for it. I was just kind of born with it. And um, I think it's all on how you use it too. Are you using it for the good? Or are you using it for the bad? Um, I do do readings for people on the side uh, quite often. And so I do try to help people with it. And then I also use it on investigations for people. So I have people from all different types of states that will come to me and, and ask for, you know, spiritual guidance and readings. And then, you know, of course, when I go on investigations, um, you know, I'll, I'll use the gifts to try to figure out what spirits are there, why they're there, um, you know, what, uh, if anything that they want. And then I have a historical researcher on my team. Her name is Kathy. And so a lot of times she will take what information that I give, because I'll go in blind to a case. I won't know anything about a case that we're doing. Uh, and then she will take, I'll do what I call a walkthrough of a location. And um, Kathy will go usually with me and then our case manager, which is Becky. and they will write down what information that I give them. So I'll, I'll go through and I'll say, okay, this is what I get in this area. This is what I'm feeling. This is what I think took place here. Um, if I get a name, I'll tell them a name. Um, and then they'll write all this down. And then they usually, like Kathy, will usually do research of a location before we go. Uh, and so, for example, we did a place and it was called, uh, we nicknamed it on our website called uh, uh, Miss uh, see Hannah's house or Miss Hannah's house, something like that. And it was a turn of the century uh, historic home. And um, what had happened is there was a family that had bought the home and was renovating it. And um, the Hannahs had had um, had it built. Mr. Hannah had built it for him himself and his family. And, and um, he was quite a bit older than his wife. And so he only got to live in there for a little while before his passing away. So Mrs. Hannah continued to live in there and raise the rest of their children. And till, you know, she got up older and passed away, if I remember correctly. And then later on after her passing, her children, I think they kept the house for a while, then they sold it. Uh, and then I think it had set empty for a little while and then uh, it might have changed hands one more time. And then <clears throat> these these other people had bought it. And so they were renovating it, noticed some activity. And so they had called our team to come in. Well, at each investigation, um, my team will go through and they'll do like an interview with the client and the client will show them the most active areas and talk to them for a little bit. And then I always stay outside or in the vehicle if it's cold. I never go through and do the walkthrough with the client just because I don't wanna know that information and I don't want to be influenced when I go through to do my walkthrough. 
Um, and so in addition to this, Kathy also does historical research on the location uh, before arriving as well. So long story short, as I'm sitting outside waiting for the team to do their interview um, with the client, I had this, this older lady come up to me and she said, hi, she goes, um, I'm, my name's Hannah or Miss Hannah or something. She goes, welcome. And I said, well, hi, um, Hannah. I said, thank you. And so um, Kathy happened not to be there that day. She had an engagement at home or something with family. So I texted Kathy and I said, hey, I said, I just had this older lady in spirit just come up to me and say, hi, I'm Mrs. Hannah or, or Hannah. Um, and I said, and she welcomed us and then disappeared. And Kathy uh, called me and she about flipped out of her chair at home, she said, because, you know, she already knew the name of the previous homesteaders who had built the home as being the Hannahs. And I had no idea that it was the Hannahs, you know, nor that it was, you know, Mrs. Hannah that was the, the main one that was there. So um, she was the main spirit who was there in the home and who was kind of creating the haunting, not intentionally. But I say all that to say, if I can use my gifts to help verify information of a haunting or to kind of help figure out what was going on, then that's also what I try to do. So sometimes it, it can be really beneficial and it can really help a client out to figure out, you know, what might be going on in a location. Thank you for listening today. This concludes part one of our episode. For more information on our show, visit us on Facebook or at hauntedmidwestshow.wixsite.com slash haunted.